Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Infinite Journeys. Yes, I know we're like, I don't know what, three weeks late now, but we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We had some issues come up. Uh, the one week was 4th of July, so it was fireworks everywhere, which created way too much background audio. And I was just like, we're just not doing it this week. Yeah, that's, it's ridiculous. I'm like uh, two blocks away from where they do the fireworks in my town. And it's just like an hour and like 10 minutes solid of explosions. Yeah, ours was doing that. Not only they did it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then like all throughout the week, some idiot was still setting them off. Oh, yeah. Like backyard. Yeah, we get that all the time. And it's always somebody that has like two bottle rockets and like one mortar. So it's like you hear the, 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 loud the like, whistle pop, whistle pop. And you're like, oh, okay, that wasn't too bad. And then, yeah, a big one. It's like, yeah, who, who sets one of those off in their yard? Yeah, I was coming home at 1045 at night for my work shift because I work second shift. And I saw fireworks going off in the sky. Mm-hmm. And it was like a week later. Jeez. I was like, what the frick are you doing? It's not even the 4th of July anymore. There's just like, there's like no, it feels like there's like no security around Lewis, around where I live. I almost yeah. said the name. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> there's no security around blah, 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 blah. And then everybody just shows up wreaking havoc. Not happening. <laughs> yeah. It seems like the world's going to chaos. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been wild. But Asher, you suggested that we're going to do something new this week, which was, well, not just this week, but we may factor this into the show. Instead of just doing our Game Pass Picks of the Week listener, we decided that we want to pick something from Game Pass where we both play it and then do a deeper dive into it. Yeah, so a lot of times we pick up something. You know, I like to pick up things that I don't think are going to draw somebody's attention or somebody will look at and be like, I don't know if that's for me. And I play it a little bit and I kind of tell you guys about it, but I never get into it a lot and then tony and i always pick you know different things uh you know there's been a few that we've overlapped but they've never been on the same episode i don't think um but i figured this way we could get more in depth and really like dig into a game and uh t- tony picked a game for us this week which is going to be uh doom eternal and uh let me tell you i thought <laughs> i was ready i was not and let me tell you why I picked Doom Eternal, because when you told me about this idea, which I think was maybe Monday, I had already finished the main campaign, the main, blah, 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 the main campaign. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but I had already finished the main story at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I picked this so I can be lazy and not have to do anything. But yet I've still been playing it all week long, like nonstop. Yeah, you keep messaging me, you know, digging into the, the DLC and you know, I did finish that. stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I finished part two of that yesterday, and then I tried out the horde mode because I was like, what is this horde mode thing? And then okay. I saw that like it's basically an arcade mode of different like levels. So like the the first one is like three waves of enemies you gotta get through, and you're trying to kill everything as fast as possible to get as many like points as possible. And then like when you get a certain amount of points, you unlock a new skin. So I was kind of messing around with that a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it was kind of really cool got into the horde modes. Yeah, the first one was like an arena one. And then the second one was like a timed mode where you had to do something in a certain amount of time, I think. I did that. I did that fine. And the third one was another arena one. And then the fourth one was like traversal. And I just epically failed that. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what's going on with this platforming right now, but I can't seem to do it. I just kept falling to my desk and then it ran out. Absolutely understand. But uh, before we get too deep into the doom, has there anything weird been going on around in your neck of the woods? Not in my neck of the woods, but there is plenty of news gone wild for today's episode, which is only fitting since it's been about two weeks since we recorded. Yeah. Oh, but before we do that, let's note that uh, the episode with Neil from Mortal Mortal Kombat PodQuest is still coming. 
It's just coming at the end of the month. I rescheduled it because I didn't have any time to research any Mortal Kombat lore, and I wanted to be prepared for his episode because it's kind right. of a big episode. Yeah. So we're doing that. We're recording that on the 31st, which means that'll probably go up on August 1st. Oh, awesome. There you go. So end of the month for us, but beginning of next month for everyone else. Yeah, it, it's like a day off. We'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> but another news gone wild. The first thing we got is a man pushes peanut up Colorado Mountain using his nose. Uh, all right. I'm going to check some words because I don't think I heard you correctly. He pushed a peanut yep. up a mountain with his nose. Yep. <laughs> a 53-year-old Colorado man. Hey, shout out to Yeti F from 8750 Podcast because he's from Colorado. Didn't crack <laughs> under pressure as he pushed a peanut to the top of a 14,115-foot summit this week. It took him seven days. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, it says the man did most of the push at night and went through roughly two dozen peanuts along the way. Okay, so this peanut didn't survive the whole time. Right. Keep getting okay. more. Salem, however, his name is Salem. Kind of a uh, Bob Salem. Did not use his hands to move the peanut along the 12.6 mile route to the top of the mountain. The man decided to let his nose do the pushing. I, I can't. <laughs> like, okay, seven days is a long time, but he basically only did it at night. But like, that's even worse. That's creepy. Yeah, well, that's a, I'm like, I, I wonder how many times he just stuffed it in a nostril and went for a walk for a while. Cause like, if you thought about like pushing a peanut across your desk, yeah, it's like 20 to 40 inches, depending on your desk, whatever, you know, that would take me a good amount of time, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, lost, like a dozen peanuts. That's crazy. The thought would never cross my mind to push a peanut to begin with. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. up a mountain? Like, what the heck? Oh, wait, here we go. His nose had the aid of a homemade contraption, a CPAP sleep machine with a duct tape spoon on it during his journey. And this is not the first time someone has accomplished the feat. Okay, so he had a CPAP, which is basically like, you know, kind of like a Darth Vader face mask kind of thing. Okay, yes, yeah, I didn't breathe. know what that was. I'm glad you yeah. did. And, um, he had a spoon hooked to it. So it's kind of, you ever see the uh, egg relays where people have yes, to carry? Yeah, that's I'm, exactly what I was thinking when I read that. I don't think he pushed it with his nose like we're thinking. I think he carried it on the end of a spoon. Yeah, it was the way they mask. worded when it was like the man decided to let his nose do the pushing that I just assumed. I mean, the headline is actually man pushes peanut up Colorado Mountain using unconventional body parts. So at first I didn't know where they were going with that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> So I just decided to dive a little bit deeper, but it actually I mean, says it's not the first time someone's done it. It's still a wild thing, even if it was, you know, a spoon bound to his face. Like, who who takes their pet peanut up the mountain? I don't know, but in 1929, Bill Williams pushed a peanut up the mountain to win a bet of fifty dollars. <laughs> I hope <laughs> it took him far less than seven days because fifty and, bucks. In 1963, Ulysses Baxter pushed a peanut up the mountain in eight days, a record at the time. Salem reportedly <laughs> beat the previous record by one day. Why is this a thing? <laughs> Salem, who did the peanut push to celebrate the city of Manitou Springs' 150th birthday, is the first person in the 21st century to complete the push. That's it's that uh, it's wild. Like I I I don't know why this is a thing. It's crazy. Yeah, in other crazy news, U.S. tourist falls. U.S. A U.S. tourist 
Dude, I haven't had a bang energy tonight like I usually do. I had one this morning and it's worn off by now. So. Oh, so we, we've got Tony running on fumes tonight, huh? Yeah, I'm drinking iced tea, but I don't know how much caffeine is in that. I know there's at least some, but I, I was excited to do the episode. So I was like, you know what? My words might be all over the place, but at least we're having fun tonight. Hey, it's entertaining. <laughs> and in other news, a U.S. I almost screwed it up again. <laughs> <laughs> a U.S. tourist falls into the crater of Mount Vesuvius, but is rescued. <laughs> what? An American tourist had to be rescued on Mount Vesuvius near Naples after he apparently slipped into the Italian volcano's crater while trying to recover his fallen cell phone. Of course, of course. It always seems to be. Yeah, that, that or like um, if it's not getting a cell phone, it's somebody trying to get a better picture. I can't believe there's not like stuff blocking them from getting close. Yeah, that's true, actually. Dude, I have this stuff I'm pulling is from all different websites today. And I'm trying to find this other one I saw earlier because it was funny. Oh, here we go. Bears break into California home and feast on donuts in the kitchen. Oh, I mean, I can't blame them. Donuts are delicious. And in other animal news, Houston police chase a loose emu through the city streets. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. That's a big bird to be chasing through the city. The way that I saw the, uh, the first description of it was that it was literally just dodging the police. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty funny. She was in her thing. car. That had been to... crazy for like onlookers. Yeah, it says it was eventually wrangled by a game warden and returned to its owner. Responded to a report of a traffic hazard and discovered the cause of the call was an emu on the loose. That's funny. That's not the first time we've had animals on a uh, podcast. Whenever I did everything but the podcast back in 2020 during the height of COVID, it was all like animals on the loose stories. It was like animals just taking over everything. <laughs> Hmm. yeah they get out and sometimes they get into wild places especially like when they get out of like of a zoo or something or states that have a little more less restrictive exotic animal uh laws and stuff yeah and speaking of animals police chase a loose goat in indiana neighborhood <laughs> so there is a lot of animals i imagine that one's pretty hard too because like an emo emu is a big bird right but like goats they're used to like climbing up over stuff and jumping yeah. over things and everything like you think somebody's going to give you the slip jumping over some fence and running down an alley. It's going to be a goat. A Florida man has found iguanas in his toilet three times in under a year. <laughs> you know, I would have just thought that that's where they keep them. Like every time I hear Florida man, like I'm not surprised to find out like that a alligator lives in their, you know, coffee table and there's an iguana in their fish tank. And like, yeah, it sounds like a, an absolute foreign place. Like three times. Yeah. It says he's learned to lift his toilet lid with apprehension after finding iguanas inside the commode three times in under a year. I wonder if he's got like a heated toilet or something and they're like hanging out in there because it's like a sun rock for them. Yeah. An extremely rare orange lobster was spared the dinner plate at a red lobster restaurant in Florida and will have a new permanent home at an aquarium. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it was orange instead of red and then they decided not to kill it. That's hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. Escape cat captured after wandering Boston Airport for three weeks. What? <laughs> three three weeks. weeks? That's wild. Like, oh, look at this. The cat escaped from her kennel after arriving at a Boston airport on a flight from Germany. <laughs> that cat didn't want to go back to Germany, I guess. How, I, I just don't understand how they couldn't like catch it with like food or something within that three weeks. 
Yeah, three weeks is a long time, but yeah. it does say it's been safely captured. Well, that's good. I'm glad the cat's safe. As well as the escape it, bull that was captured by New Hampshire police and cowboys. <laughs> well, at least police they got professionals said, there. Yeah, police in New Hampshire said a bull that was on the loose for several days after escaping a, ma- a scapping. <laughs> what is going on tonight? After escaping a Massachusetts farm was captured with help from some New York cowboys. <laughs> New York cowboys. Well, I, the that the more you talk about the story, the wilder it gets. Yeah, New York cowboy. This sounds more like it's male strippers dressed like cowboys if they're from New York. But you I don't know, know. They got the job done, and so it, yeah, it they guess. got it done. And in Arizona, a mosaic featuring fourteen thousand four hundred donuts breaks the world record. How? Okay, that can't last very long. The picture is pretty impressive. Hmm. It's a a picture of the grocery store's logo, apparently. Oh. An Arizona-based grocery store chain broke a Guinness World Record when it assembled 14,400 donuts into a mosaic of the store's 90th anniversary logo. That's so crazy. That's That's so much food. Yeah, I I mean, I know, like, I thought it was a picture. Donuts aren't like video, you know, nutritious or anything, but like, it's still a wild amount of stuff. Yeah, I was just eating donuts the other day, so no comment. Hey, look, Florida woman surprised by uninvited iguana in her toilet. <laughs> Again? The other one was a man. Now it's a woman. Ah, oh, man. I wonder I if they're know. together. I wonder what it is with iguanas and toilets. I don't know. It is strange. Are they like coming up through the pipes? Or is it like a cat in a box thing where like, oh, when iguana sees a toilet, it's got a way in it. Maybe it's the cool off. Maybe. It has been hot and humid lately. At least it has around here. Lawsuit says Bass Pro won't honor lifetime warranty on socks. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> it, it, uh, it it's probably someone trying to get like ten year old socks replaced. And like, if you ever like actually read any of those lifetime warranties, it's for the lifetime of the product. So if it yeah. wears out due to natural wear and tear, there's no replacement. That's true. Police, this is a police report, I guess. Man cut loose after crawling down pizza oven bent. Crawling? You said? Down pizza oven vent, yeah. What? <laughs> Why? A, a Georgia man became trapped while trying to crawl down through a vent from a strip mall roof into a pizza restaurant on Tuesday, forcing firefighters to slice open the vent to free him. I, I want to know what his goal was. To steal pizza, maybe? <laughs> That's maybe. what I'm assuming. Man, I have been nearly speechless for most of this uh, news gone wild. Like, some of these things are just out there. Yeah, we've got two more, and then we'll move on to our Doom Eternal portion of the podcast. Okay. I don't know how long the podcast is going to go tonight, but... <laughs> I had to. I have to turn the air off whenever I do the podcast. I'm already getting hot, so that's why I said that. Oh, right, right. Some residents in Jerome, Arizona, are yelling at tourists over parking. I mean, and I guess they're. I can understand getting angry at parking. More than one million people a year visit the small north central Arizona town of Jerome, the former home to one of Arizona's largest copper mines, and now a hub for artists. Oh, so it's just a matter of there's nowhere for anybody. So people are probably parking on like lawns and up on curbs and stuff. Yeah, you might be right, actually. Because that's a lot of people. If it's a small town, like, 
it, there's not space for those people. Here's one for Neil from Mortal Kombat PodQuest. He wanted us to find these for him originally, so it's another Florida man story. Florida man tries to flee deputies on a riding lawnmower. Uh, you know, I think some of those go pretty dang fast. Uh, probably not down the road, but... The deputy used, used a taser to stop a man who tried to avoid arrest by fleeing on a riding lawnmower. Okay, so he didn't get very far, did he? <laughs> yeah. The Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office said it was trying to serve arrest warrants on the 40-year-old man and found him on the mower in a backyard. <laughs> so he must not have got far at all. No. No. That's <laughs> pretty good, though. Him. Yeah. First thought is just, you know, trying to put the pedal to the metal on the old mower. This just makes me ask what's wrong with people. California woman fakes cancer and then forges notes to avoid prison. Oh, well. Why was yeah. she faking? Oh, embezzlement. Yeah. I, I, there's all kinds of stuff about that. Like, you know, setting up, you know, GoFundMes and trying to get, you know, um, charity uh, money and stuff. Yeah. People do some wild stuff. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Woman brought baby and stash of drugs to Florida prison visit. Hopefully they were like, you know, one was in her handbag and the other was in her arms, at least. A 44-year-old Florida woman <laughs> brought her infant grandchild along with a stash of cocaine and heroin to a recent prison visit. Jesus. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They found 100 grams of drugs during the jail's check-in process. I mean, you can at least try to find a babysitter for a few minutes, you know? Yeah, what the heck? All right, let's move on. <laughs> because I'm going to keep falling down the hole and then our entire episode is just going to be more and more weird news <laughs> things that just keep popping up. So, Doom Eternal, Asher, I know I don't think you finished it, but... Oh, man, no. Uh, so, I have no shame in saying I played that on the easiest setting. And I still died plenty of times to the gunfighting but uh yeah i don't know if it's the the motor control or what but like i could not get any of the platforming i wasn't expecting that much platforming in this and there's a lot like i don't what's the uh, last level you left off on i'm somewhere in the fourth level um i think i'm supposed to be going to hunter base uh, I think so. I'm, I just got the super shotgun and I'm supposed to go kill a priest. Yeah, you do that throughout the first like beginning of the game. But yeah, in order to get to the priest, you have to go through a doom hunter. It's called a doom yeah. hunter base. And like, as you I, I go think through that's it, where I am. Yeah, as you go through it, it's like assembling the boss of that level. And then like at the when you get to the end of the level, then you have to fight the boss. Okay, yeah, it's that pretty sounds, crazy. sounds about right. Yeah, and I know you were in the same boat as me because we were talking about it before, and we were, I was like, I love this game, but I don't understand anything of like what's actually the story of it. Like, yeah. I'm watching the story, and I'm even reading some of the codex entries, and I'm still completely lost. Well, that's the thing. I, I read some of the codex entries, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm getting these. Like, I'm I'm missing some. Like, I know I might have just not seen them or whatever, but yeah. I was like, I'm getting all this information in kind of a disjointed way. I feel like you need to play through the entire game, beat it then you need to hunt down or read all the codexes you have and then play through it again so you yeah. know what's going on and then find all the codex entries you missed, which some games I really enjoy doing that with, but I just I couldn't get behind the platforming. And um, I'm always out of ammo. Like, 
I, I realize that that's how some you know shooter games work, but I'm I'm used to that being more of a horror genre kind of thing. Yeah, well, here's here's a trick, and I still mess up on it sometimes. But when you first run out of ammo on any gun, immediately go to your chainsaw, and you it'll even if you're out of fuel, it still gives it to you in eternal. Like it'll oh, let you okay. get at least one kill with the chainsaw, but it has to be like one of the lesser enemies. It can't yeah. be like a big dude because that requires like three fuel cans. Yeah, I have had that issue or something that I'm like, oh, okay, this guy doesn't look that big. I've got two fuel. No, no, I can't chainsaw him down. Yeah, although it was really fun when I did have three fuel cans and I got the chainsaw a big, huge dude like right in half. I was like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> no, I um had played this uh, a while back on the Xbox and installed it and played, you know, I don't know, a little bit of the first level. I did not get through it all because I was, it, it just was such a long thing. Each of the levels feels like they're an hour or more. You can probably go through them a lot faster if you were a more proficient platformer and you right. better aim. But um, this time when I went to play, I decided to try a new Game Pass feature and I used their cloud gaming and it ran really well. Oh, nice. So, yeah, see, I didn't do that. So I didn't. That's pretty. That was a cool thing to touch on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say give it a shot. As long as you've got the internet connection and you're not trying to stream something else while you're doing it and everything, uh, it seems to run really nicely. What's crazy is this game came out in 2020, and I only just now like I played it when it first came out and didn't finish it for whatever reason, and now I was playing it again to actually try and finish it, which this time I actually did, and I was proud you of know, myself. But I'm I will also surprised. Admit, it I was on it the easiest difficulty. Earlier than that, I thought it came out in like 2018 or something. No, uh, well, the original, the Doom remake that they did was in 2016. Okay. And then, yeah, this one came out right right in 2020, like during COVID and everything was when Eternal came out. And there was high praise on it, but yeah, right. it's, a, it's a notoriously difficult game. Yeah, and I got to give you a lot of credit that you got through it and then you went on to the DLC because like, I... I, I I've platinumed, you know, Dark Souls games. I've got 600 some hours in Elden Ring, you know, like I'm not opposed to having difficulty in a game, but like of those, I can do something else. I can just, you know, go practice or something. I get stuck on one of these jumps and I'm like, I can't like, I'm supposed to jump while in air, shoot this target, then dash, then double jump, then dash again. I'm like, I can't do that yeah so that's eventually really it, complicated and then it gets worse when you get to the dlc because the uh super shotgun you know how it has i don't know if you've got grappling it hook yeah, yeah you actually have to start using that for traversal in the dlc in oh part wow two. like now, there's like things you gotta like fling around and then dash on the walls and like it gets pretty insane I will say that you get a you you have a ton of weapon systems for those that people that haven't played it. You have a shoulder mounted grenade launcher that you can swap between different types. Yep. You have a shoulder mounted, I think, shoulder mounted flamethrower. Yeah, flame belts. Yeah. That is the one thing that I would say is what saved me through most of the game because I was using that constantly to replenish armor. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, flame belch, when you hit the enemies with it and you hit them with another attack punch or shoot or whatever, they uh, peel off armor chunks and you can regenerate your armor. If you kill that enemy, you get more armor for it. Yeah. And if you uh, damage an enemy enough, they go into an old video game like flash mode where the boss is almost dead and you can melee them and get a finisher, which gives you health. So that's you don't sustain yourself in this game by being an amazing shooter you sustain yourself in this game by 
mostly playing the mini game, you know, you got to know yeah. when to do the flame belcher, when to do the, the melee finisher. And it, it feels like a lot at first, you know, you only have like two guns start. You get the third one, not too far into, you know, fifth, six, you get like, I don't know, 12 guns or something. You get a decent amount by the end. Yeah. Cause you get, uh, I think you start with the shotgun, right? Uh, no, you start, start with, with the, the assault rifle. I thought, I think it's either the shotgun. Way, the, the, they're, the two starter weapons. There's a, yeah, well, there's a combat shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. Then there's yeah. a super shotgun later. And the then there's that rifle. weird, like crossbow looking thing. The, uh, ballista RB. Like yeah. Ballista. R- yeah. It's, 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 I barely use that at all. I have seen, uh, some people use that. It's got some neat upgrades. Um, yeah, I really fully cool. upgraded. Like, let's be honest. I've gone back in since I finished the game and like collected almost every collectible. <laughs> And like yeah. fully upgraded everything. So like I have like, and I will say I did play this on the easiest difficulty as well. I don't know if I said that, but there is absolutely no way I was playing this on a harder difficulty without the little cheat codes that you can collect in each level. Right. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if I can just turn on these cheat codes now and then like just switch it to a higher difficulty. No, you have to start a whole new campaign on the higher difficulty. Oh, level okay. And unlock everything again. Oh, like wow. you literally start from scratch. <laughs> It, it does like, yeah. feel a lot like an arcade game in some ways with, you know, finding the extra lives and the, the music discs and everything like the collectibles give it that kind of arcadey feel that I enjoyed. Yeah, my favorite thing about it was just I think whenever I first started into it, it was right in the middle of a season for like whatever their free battle pass thing is. Mm-hmm. So I was unlocking a bunch of stuff like I have an entire Fourth of July outfit for my Doom Slayer that's like. He's wearing you. It says big USA on him and he's like red, white and blue and he's got sparklers coming off. It looks ridiculous, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that's one part that I didn't delve into that in a lot of other games I probably would have. But it takes me a little while to get into it, like unless it's like directing me to like get my rewards constantly. Yeah. I tend to look at the the season pass a little later because if well, I, I think get it, too that's involved, not even in that, a, that's not first. even that like that's just in the game you just get the stuff by playing it yeah yeah i get yeah i got all the stuff just from playing the campaign i was like oh i unlock customizable options and like normally i wouldn't care because i don't play multiplayer but when i noticed that it actually applied to your character within like the single player campaign right so like whenever you're going into a cutscene, you can see your character in a different skin i thought that was kind of cool yeah you get your armor skins um at the start screen you're in like a gateway that you can you know customize up and there's a few other things you can change around and yeah it's mostly for multiplayer but it does show in single player which is really nice yeah that's what i thought was cool for the doomsday i did unlock stuff for the different demons in multiplayer too like like the one freaking the uh mancubus demon you that big fat one that has the two gun arms yeah yeah. we're gonna dive into this we're gonna dive into some of the demons don't worry okay but uh, I unlocked one for that. That's called Hot Dog Cupius. Needless to say, it's him in a complete hot dog outfit, and his two guns shoot ketchup <laughs> in like a little. So bizarre. Yeah, it's like one of the. Uh, I guess it's like his taunt or his animation thing, and yeah, it like does like, and it was called like the sausage shuffle, and he does like a little shuffle dance. <laughs> And I'm like, this demon was weird to begin with, but this just takes it to another level. Yeah, that's bizarro. I love it. It was hilarious. Yeah, I got that for him, and then I got one for one of those. I get it's not the Keiko demon, but it's the other one that looks like that one, but it's got like four things coming off its head. Hmm. It's called something else. But I got one with that, and he puts like an army military like helmet on, and he okay. has like a assault rifle. Like, just he doesn't have a hand really, or I guess he does have a hand, so he's like holding it. 
And then he walks back and forth like he's in boot camp, <laughs> which is really weird because they float. Yeah, I so, thought it was I just had a lot of enjoyment of just unlocking these different things. Yeah, having unlocks in games is really nice because you know it just it gives you that little tickle of hey, I did a thing. So even if you're struggling with, you know, uh portions of the game, you can still be getting stuff, which is nice. Yeah, like it's almost like for everything you do in the campaign, once you do a certain amount of things, you're going to unlock something like it's going to give you an achievement that will unlock something in the game. Right. Like, I think I probably have 20 skins for the freaking Doomslayer now just from and all I've done is the campaign. Like I said, like I said, the uh, the horde mode that we touched on earlier, there's like exclusive skins for that. But you have to get a certain amount of points and I haven't reached them yet to unlock those. But I only played that once. So I haven't (laughs) I really dove too deep into that, unfortunately, but. Something else that I've enjoyed is that uh, the upgrades, there's different upgrade systems. So it's not like, you know, I have to decide between spending my points on this or that because, you know, you have your armor upgrades, your weapon upgrades, your equipment upgrades. And I like that there's really no wrong way to do it. And it's not a linear thing. Some games, they're like, oh, get your upgrade. And it's like, well, when do I get my next upgrade? Oh, level six. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. What are my choices? No, you don't have a choice. You just get an upgrade. And that's always kind of a bummer. So like, I like that you can kind of change it up, do however you want to do. You know, if you use the flame belch a lot, upgrade the flame belch by all means, you know, Um, I liked uh, putting the uh, full automatic on the combat shotgun. And uh, then you can upgrade that so that when you get a kill with it, it drops shotgun ammo. Hey, perfect. I'm already using that, you know? Yeah. And here's the really cool thing. You literally can fully upgrade everything within the game Mm -hmm. by like by collecting all the stuff within the levels that it gives you enough to fully upgrade all of your weapons. Yeah. So then like every mod has stuff and then it has like a bonus. Like after you fully upgrade it, there's like a bonus one and a lot of them will unlock after you do a certain amount of things. But you can also in the later game get these like uh, master tokens and you can use those to unlock those for free without having to do the stuff required to master the weapon, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I I do like that. And I like that there's enough in there to upgrade everything. So you don't get to the end and, you know, you're stuck thinking, oh, I made a a poor decision here or there. It doesn't matter. You, You literally are going to get everything. Yeah. And I also like that, like, I think I did it before the end of the game, but I like I knew that I probably wasn't leveled up leveled up enough when I got to like that final level where I was like, this boss is probably going to suck. So I just went back into the other levels with the cheat codes on just to collect mm-hmm. everything that I missed, which was kind of nice because you could turn those cheat codes on and have infinite ammo and you don't have to really worry about your fights too much. You just blast through everything just to get your collectibles. But I like that you can't do that unless you've already beaten a level. So you have to get through the level before you can go back into it with cheat codes. I thought right. that was kind of cool. I'm pretty sure that it actually has a photo mode also, but that's only yeah. active if you've already beat the level. Yeah, I didn't use the photo mode, so I wasn't... I know it's in there, but I, I didn't... Like I said, I didn't dabble in it. I did open it up and look at it, and it seems fine. Like, you could... There, there are some very cinematic and scenic things in the game that you can yeah, probably pull some great shots with. But um, I didn't mess with it too deeply. Like I did it. I've, I've played with the photo mode in some other games and I could see where this could get a lot of traction. But being that it's just the Doom Slayer, like there's not outside of however you decorate your outfit and everything. There's there's not a lot that you can control. You know, it's not like some of the games where you could build a castle or, you know, you could right. make something to show it off, you know, through photo mode. So. 
and it, it wasn't a super in-depth photo mode, if I remember correctly, but it wasn't, you know, just rudimentary screenshots either. So it's, it's pretty yeah. good. And I'll be honest, you can get some good screenshots in that game. Cause like I said, you haven't got that far into it, but like, I know the platforming was an issue for you, but the level design in general, aside from the platform, which honestly, I'll be honest with you. I had a lot of trouble with the platforming as well, mm-hmm. which is why it's so surprising. I got through it because on that third level, the uh, cultist base that I told you about, you have to go in that one room where you have to go into a little cubby hole, drop down, go around behind, punch the thing, jump up the bar. Like that crap yep. almost made me rage quit. Yeah, there was one where I had to get, uh, I had to stand on a platform, shoot a target, which would raise me up. And then I had to run over and punch something while yep. that platform was raised <laughs> up and it would shoot a little laser beam through. I, I never figured it out. I ended up looking it up and like, I typed in like laser beam punch doom eternal and like the first video was that so like I'm not the only one you know when when your search is that you know vague and it pulls up exactly what you need and I still went back in the game and did it wrong because the guy shot the like tank that shoots out the beam so like I kept going up thinking I had to shoot a little target to get the pillar to lock no like even after watching a video i did it wrong multiple times that's funny because i'm pretty sure that's also at the cultist base the cultist base by far for me platforming wise was the hardest level yeah i if we weren't doing this deep dive that would have well it kind of was where i stopped but that was you know a little bit of time restrictions and you know having a little bit of uh, health issues and stuff going on so i was like man this uh, every time i sit down and put you know an hour into one of these levels and i still don't beat it it's a struggle yeah but that's what i kind of like when you came up with this idea i was like i'm sure all the live games we're not gonna both complete the games most likely it's gonna be like hit or miss so it was kind of cool that like it'll give me more to talk about one week or you more to talk about another week and like i said you had me pick this week and then i think next week I'm not going to tell the audience what we're doing next week yet, but it should be fun for both of us because I don't know what to expect with that game. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, with Doom Eternal, I thought the platforming, it was well implemented. I'm just not good at platforming in games. Yeah, so no, it, it, it was great. It looked awesome. The The gameplay was good. It was just faster than I could do. And I think that's yeah. what it was. It's, it's Doom Eternal is a very fast-paced game. Um, but, you know, I do like that, you know, when we're doing these, you know, our experiences are different and we can show, you know, the points of the games like, Hey, I really struggled with this, you know, Oh man, I got through that. And here's how I did it. And, you know, having that, you know, contrast is nice. So instead of us just, you know, picking a game and kind of chatting about it a little bit, we can really talk about what things, you know, we got stuck on or where we were like, man, this was an epic moment. Yeah, and I th- there's something about it for me, which I think the main thing that kept me coming back was just the combat and just slaughtering demons. Yeah, it, there's it's just intense. something fun about it. I mean, you're just gore, like it is very gory. Yeah, especially it's when you're paced. getting to the glory kills stuff. Yeah, you're you're jamming knives through demons and you know stabbing ripping them stuff and in half ripping and... stuff. Yeah, and the music, the soundtrack for this game <laughs> is the amazing. Best soundtrack. Yeah, I thought I remember thinking in my head the only thing that would have been better if they would have been if they went for licensed music and used that band that I really like called Demon Hunter just because the game is Doom and you're killing demons in a band right. name is Demon Hunter, right. <laughs> which now, I think they did put in a game. Um, oh, what the heck was the game? Well, I don't remember the game now, but there was one of those games that was just that was kind of like that style where it was like meant to be co op multiplayer with waves of enemies. Mm-hmm. 
and they had Demon Hunter playing in it and a Demon Hunter shirt customizable option in that oh, game. Oh, that's cool. Which was pretty uh, cool. The music, while it is really good and really fitting, I will say in the intense moments, you don't even notice it. And that's mm-hmm. part of a good sign of the music because it blends in so well that it doesn't take you out of the fight, you know? But it, when you when you have some breathing room, it doesn't let you slow down. That music keeps you pumped, keeps you going, you know? Yeah, and it does not feel like it has breathing room in that game very often. <laughs> no, like every time... so you talked about the horde mode a lot of sections feel kind of like that you go in and you have to clear a wave before you can progress it's almost like a bunch of mini arenas once you've cleared that mini arena don't go forward take a breath take a moment do what you need to do because there are plenty of times that i'm like oh this is the perfect spot now i will fully admit that i forgot you can pause this game because i've played a lot of Elden ring no pausing that I've been playing Minecraft with some friends online. And when you're in a live realm, you can't pause that. So I'm not used to that option. Right. So every once in a while, I was like, oh, wait, no, I can just hit the button and go, you know, answer the phone or whatever. I'll tell you what happened to me was I had to go to work the one day. So I had to, like, I put the system in rest mode, came back from work and was right in the battle because mm-hmm. I forgot where I stopped at. Oh, uh, the Xbox is great for that. It, it's, yeah. you know, uh, sleep mode, so to speak, is is amazing for that. And you, you can hit, you know, just pause the game, put it in that and, you know, go about your business. Yeah, that's something I should have noted that I'm playing on the Xbox Series S. So I have the full, like, next gen 60 frames per second and all that which probably makes a huge difference for this game yeah i played it on the same uh a lot of times we do the game pass stuff and i do it on the pc right um, but you know other times like doom feels like it should be played i know the original was on computer but it feels like it should be played wait was it yeah okay it was yeah, on yeah. console as well eventually but it was on it was on pc it was first on pc first, yeah but it feels like it should be played with a controller with because like agree. between you know your grenade launcher which you can it, that's one button then there's a button to swap the grenade your flame belch is a, a button mm-hmm. your gun uh you have your fire and your alternate fire then you have your weapon swap so that's three buttons just for that you know then you have uh, dash you have jump you have punch you know it's a very busy game and if you think about like a keyboard mouse that's a lot of keys be, yeah you probably <laughs> using wasd and then what q e r okay that's three abilities my mouse is a few more like it, it, games that have a ton of buttons don't benefit from the keyboard you know right. unless you're a professional grade uh gamer you, you're not going to hit those buttons you're not going to remember where everything is yeah, and another thing I would like to touch on is I do like how they implement new enemy types throughout the game. Like yeah. it always comes as a bit of a surprise, but it always has like almost some kind of like mini cutscene into the new enemy type. Yeah, so I didn't get all the way through myself uh, personally, but I did. Um, I mod for a channel on Twitch that I watched this guy go through the entire game. Right. Right. And it it almost felt like the entire game was a tutorial in a way because you do get a new armor piece, you know, a new equipment, a new gun, a new enemy 
like every level, usually multiple yeah. times throughout. And they tend to have those cut scenes. Uh, sometimes it even like either pulls you into a little, you know, level where you can test the equipment or it just, uh, you know, has a, the next area is a mini arena designed for that. You know, like you just got the super shotgun. Hey, this area is full of shotgun rounds. You just got yeah. the rocket launcher. This area is full of rocket ammo. So it, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like an incredibly difficult tutorial. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And they do tell you, like, whenever a new enemy type shows up, it says shoot it in the weak point, and then it kind of shows you where the weak point is, which I thought yeah. was kind of cool. Some people might not like that. They might prefer, like, a, a, to not show that. But there could be a way to turn that off. I don't know. I'm sure there yeah, is there on harder be. difficulties. Uh, yeah, there might be. I mean, even then, it's not... Some of the enemies, uh, the, the big floating eyeball, is it a cacao demon or something? Yeah, I hate those things. You can pretty much lob a grenade right in its mouth right away like they're if you don't have a grenade they're a pain in the butt if you do and you're on the ball you can knock them out of the fight well here's here's the uh trick if you don't have the grenades or you miss you can also use the sticky the uh sticky grenade attachment for the combat shotgun and it will do the same thing yeah i haven't picked that that uh, upgrade up yet though pick it up (laughs) it's very beneficial and that thing does some damage so like okay yeah that thing is really good because you can Say you shoot the sticky grenade onto an enemy and it's in a cluster of other grenade, other enemies. When it blows up, it just hits everything around it nice. too, which is nice. kind of nice. Um, or like, you know, the uh, the assault rifle also is your sniper rifle. And it's got a feature that I like in a lot of other games where you can quick scope. If you're yeah. close to the target, when you scope in, it kind of snaps too. So you can, you know, scope, shoot, scope, shoot. And if you know the, like the Revenant, you know, the flying one with the missile launchers on its shoulder, you can quick scope those missile launchers off of its shoulder from a pretty good distance, uh, far enough away that they can't really react. And that, that was really helpful to me a lot of times, but it's really hard to quick scope in the thick of the fight because the enemies move. That really was where fast. that was where the sticky grenades were like the lifesaver for me because immediately on the weak point I just shoot a sticky grenade on it and it one sh- one explosion takes it out. Right. So like for me, I just shoot like the those Mancubus demons that have the two guns. I shoot one on the left arm, one on the right arm, and automatically both its guns are disabled. Or like the freaking Arach- arachno, whatever the spider ones are, which I really hate because they're gross looking. Right. <laughs> they're like a giant brain with spider legs and a scorpion tail. It'll instantly take that out. And then the same for the revenants. It'll take their little shoulder cannons out. So we've pretty much covered, you know, the the aesthetics of the game and the guns and everything. Do you want to do like a rundown of the enemies? Yeah, that's kind of what I was starting to get into. Okay. But there is a lot of enemies. Well, and I get I'm not gonna t- I told you originally I was only gonna touch on the game pass stuff, so I'm not really gonna touch on the enemy types that are in ancient gods. Okay. But I will mention that they do introduce more enemy types in that. And it just gets like way more insane than what it already is in the base game. <laughs> like, so you've got some guys that are like basic humans that have been like ridden by a demon, or you know, they're um, God, what's the word? Possessed. I think right? yeah, I think there's like the Marines that are kind of like, or yeah, they're basically like Marines. I want to call them Marines because that's what they were in the original Doom. Right, and well, they get kind of possessed, and they have their guns, and will like shoot at you with the yeah. Shotguns the, and there's stuff. the 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 marines, and there's like some like scientist ones occasionally that I don't know if they even attack you, but those are just basically zombies. Yeah, um, and there's different there's different versions of those too. Okay, like there's cultist ones, and then there's like the basic ones. So they have like different versions. 
then they're all pretty much the same. They're just pushovers. You've got, I don't know. It's like a linebacker demon. Is that the imp? Uh, is the that imp the, the small one? one that throws the fireballs is the imp. Okay. Okay. So you, yeah, it's, it's about humanoid size. The little wings throws fireballs. Those are gargoyles. The ones with God, the, yeah, see there's imps that they don't fly, but they're really fast. So they'll oh, launch yeah, fireballs yeah. at you and then they'll run up on you and attack you. Right. And then right. there's gargoyles, which will fly up in the air and have the wings. Right. And what's the one that's like, it is it's like a huge like a linebacker demon it just runs at you and hits you and you can blow up that is a chunks pinky. out of it a pinky okay it's literally which is like the weirdest freaking name it's the cutest name ever it's like a, almost like a giant dog that just runs straight at you and it has armor on the front you can only kill it by shooting the tail oh no i behind it i don't think i've run into that no i oh, the one okay. i'm thinking which of is like talking about it's like humanoid, like it stands upright on its back legs. It's like a bodybuilder, like it's a big dude. Oh, I'm you know what? Okay, can... hang on. I'm, go- I'm going through the list now because I can't remember the name off the th- I know which one you're talking about. I just can't remember his name. Dread Knight? No, it's not the Dread Knight. I don't think you've gotten to him yet. No, God, no. Uh... I apologize if anybody just heard my keyboard clacking. Oh my goodness, what the frick is it? It looks like it has a giant brain on its head, almost. I know what you're talking about. It's a big Maybe? dude. He jumps across and slams both his fists on the ground. Yes, I think so. Um, yeah, I wanted to say it was a, a different thing than it was. Well, it's not a gladiator. Yeah, I'm looking through like the wiki, but there's not pictures of everything. and I'm kind Yeah, of that's like, what was throwing know. me off. I'm like, I know what this guy is because he's also in the, fir- the 2016 remake. It's not the... I wanted to say it was a Dread Knight, but I don't think it is. No, because that guy got two blades on his arms. Yeah, there's Dread Knights and all sorts of freaking... Well, now that I'm looking at the stuff, now we'll be able to go through it. We could just go through them in freaking alphabetical order if we want to. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's do that. You know what? It might be a Baron. A Baron. A Baron. Baron of Hell. Nope, that's the one that has two horns. Yeah, okay. (laughs) It's about the same, like... It, it's, it's the probably same not size the same as the Baron. Yeah, but it doesn't have like the blades on its arms and the horns and everything. I don't know. Whatever that thing is, I always think that I'm going to be able to do a lot more damage to it than I do. Like, I pump into it with the shotgun and it literally just is blowing chunks out of it. Like, you see the like meat coming yeah. out of this thing's body and it still comes running at you. So, oh man, those things. Dude, that's really annoying that I can't find it because I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I know there, there's a listener out there that is screaming at their that's what I was know, just device thinking. right now. I'm sorry. It's a hell night. <laughs> it's a hell night? I'm pretty sure it's a hell night. Let's take a look. Hell night. Look up the hell night. Because that's what I'm talking Because you encounter him very yes. early on in like the third level. For sure. I knew it was one knight. of the knights. The problem was, I think the like I said, the Doom Knight and the Hell Knight are very similar, but they're like slightly different. Yeah, the Hell Knight is the big dude that yeah, so you haven't got to the pinkies yet. No, uh, but I'm familiar with the pinkies from the original. Yeah, they were in the originals as well. Yeah, there's a the ones that threw me off is like I was saying with the imp, like I got that one, and then the gargoyle, and then there's also a prowler, and like all three of those are very similar to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. I just looked at the prowler. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen those. Sometimes I don't have the time to really look at an enemy, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what is cool is that some of the enemies have like the basic enemy type, and then later on they have a stronger version of that. 
So like the Mancubus, which is like the one with the two guns on its arms, later on you get a Cyber Mancubus, which has more armor on it. And like you'll just spend all of your time just trying to shoot the armor off. Or if you have a blood right. punch, you punch it one time with the blood punch and immediately takes all the armor off. And then he's just a regular Mancubus after that. What I like about that is that they didn't just recolor an enemy to make it more difficult. Like they actually armor up. Yeah, they actually become more difficult because of the armor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, and it changes their cool. appearance and everything. Yeah, that that's a really cool thing. And the other one that I was talking about when I said I unlocked the skin for it, for like the uh, the military helmet or whatever, I said it was kind of like the Caco Demon. It's the Pain Elemental is the name of it. Pain Elemental. You probably haven't come across that yet. It's also got two horns and it oh, does have Oh, yeah. But it has that's one a, eye, just like the uh, the Caco Demon. That's a cover art demon, wrong. isn't it? Like that's from one of the like earlier games, like cover art. Oh, it might be. I don't know. Hey, here's a codex entry of it. <laughs> we're not going to cover any of that, I don't think, because I don't know how long we've already been going. But uh, we're coming up on an hour. If we do a doomy a doom lore at some point, we'll dive more deep into that stuff specifically. Yeah, that could actually be kind of fun, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of take a lot of reading because, like, okay, the basic gist I get from it, and I'm probably very wrong, is that. Um, there, the Doom Slayer is a demon or like a race that is tied to the demons, but I don't know. Uh, but like he, hell um, is coming to Earth because it's hell's turn to reign over Earth. No, it's even more confusing than that. Oh, good. like he's <laughs> the Doom Slayer. From what I, at least from what I got out of it, is basically part of the Sentinels. Which okay, are more yeah. of like the godly race, which is like the con maker that you see like towards the beginning. She's like, you can't do this. And she's kind of like the heavenly type figure. Right. Um, and the long gist of it, for some reason, her goal is to cleanse the earth in order to save her race by consuming all the souls of the humans. But she's using hell to do that. Interesting. And so your doom slayer is basically just trying to save the human race by just killing everything, basically. <laughs> that's I mean, kind of it's one way to do it but i'll tell you what gets even crazier and i mean spoilers for anybody like towards the end you do end up fighting well spoilers for you asher because you haven't finished it yet so i don't know no. if you care about spoilers or not no like i said i've seen somebody play through it and okay. you know a lot of this game it's not knowing what's going on it's having to experience it yeah like the final boss of the main campaign I was up until I think it was last weekend when I told you I finished it. And that night I was up. Yeah, I told you about this, which was one of the other reasons why I rescheduled Neil's episode, because I was up until seven o'clock in the morning trying to beat the freaking final. Mm -hmm. boss. It took me like two hours yeah, to get through that thing. But yeah, it's like you do eventually fight the con maker herself because, yeah, I think that's what it tells you that, like, if by you saving your race, you're going to basically doom her race. Right. And then whenever you get into, I'll touch briefly on it, whenever you start getting into the Ancient Gods the DLC, it just gets even crazier. Because your whole thing there is basically you're like faking in the beginning like you're going to serve the father, but you basically have your end game. So like it makes it seem like you're going to serve. I get they bill it like the father is like God, but it's not. It's like some robot thing. Mm, okay. <laughs> very, like I said, I'm don't quote me on this because I'm very confused by it as well, but this is what we need. We need an expert on Doom to well, explain the thing. this stuff to us. It's not a game you expect 
to have a lot of lore, you know, there's a crap ton. Yeah. Like the same with like, you know, we're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat at some point coming up. And I never would have thought of that having a lot of lore because it's just a fighting game, you know, Street Fighter them. And that's being very dismissive on my part. I apologize. But you don't expect it. You know, when I play an RPG, a big open fantasy world or something like that, I expect a lot of lore. When I play, you know, something like uh, the Legend of Zelda games, I expect there to be a lot of lore because that used to be all the old Nintendo games had like comics and books and stuff. Doom, I know is a big franchise, but I never thought of it as any more than just a ha ha shot demons with a shotgun. Good times. Let's go drink a beer, you know? And they put all this lore into it. And I don't know how far it goes back how much they've kind of just you know wrapped in to make it fit from the earlier games or whatnot well, i think what it does is i think it because it's a direct sequel to doom 2016 which is kind of like a remake or a reset of the franchise i think those tie together i'm not sure if they tie into okay. the old ones or not well actually i think they do because the ancient gods is you're having some of your flashbacks of the original like doom guy but I don't know if it's the Doom guy from 2016 or the one from the original games. I'm not okay, sure. Okay. Hmm. But yeah, that's why I said it's like very confusing. But what? No, those aren't in the DLC. Actually, those flashbacks are actually in the main campaign. Okay. Yeah, I don't it's know right. I've gotten any of those. Well, you had talked about you had actually touched on the gladiator earlier, which is a boss fight, and you have those flashbacks in that level, which that level isn't even a level. Like it's literally you just kind of wander through, pick up codex pages and a couple like secret items, and then you're in a boss fight, which is in a oh, okay. big gladiator style asylum. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's one thing we didn't touch on. We were touching on some of the demons, but some of the bo- the bosses in the game are ridiculous. Like and most of the bosses are not just bosses. They come with like legions of enemies attacking you at the same time. Yeah. And when you say that at first, it sounds like, well, man, that would really suck. But it's like, no, those little enemies, that's how you get your armor and your health and your, and ammo. your ammo back. <laughs> yeah. You need those. Those You get to a point in the game where those little guys, they're just walking power ups for you, basically. Yeah, that's literally what they are for me. They're just for ammo, armor, like that stuff while I'm trying to fight the bigger stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that gladiator was a pretty crazy fight because like he has a weapon and a shield and his shield pretty much absorbs all of your damage. But right when like the shield's eyes glow green, you can have that opportunity right there to like shoot him as he's doing his attack and it'll put him into stun. And eventually you like destroy the shield. The shield is almost like it's its own monster. Like you stab it in the eye and it screams and explodes. And then it like enrages the gladiator. Like it's insane. I'm right. like the shield is another. I'm, that's where I was comparing it sometimes with some of these bosses. Where I'm like, this reminds me of something out of Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing with these bosses. You have to learn how to fight them. You can't just brute force the shield guy. You'll get lucky every once in a while and get a shot at the right time. But when he can just take all your you know ammo away because you're ineffectively shooting him you know you you have to learn what's going on and that's how it is with a lot of the souls games you have to learn the fight you could go in there and just win almost by accident the first time right but, you know if you're most of the time you've got to be like okay where's the opening when can i do this okay they he's going to shoot me three times and then jump in the air but when he lands he doesn't turn around very fast so i could shoot him in the back yeah and one thing that we also did not touch on when we were touching on the enemies were uh the one that's like literally my least favorite enemy in the entire freaking game which trust me you haven't got to yet you'll know if you eventually get to him and that's the marauder 
He starts as a sword. No, he has a giant axe and a shield that blocks all damage. You can all he's just like that kind of like that gladiator where you can only shoot him at a very specific time, which is when his eyes glow green and he's about to attack you. You have to shoot him with your super shotgun right in that time to daze him. Yep. But he also summons a spirit wolf that attacks you and like does damage over time. Yeah, I uh, I did see that fight uh, when I was watching the gameplay, and every time he had to fight one of those, I was like, th- "That's a miserable enemy," you know. Like, yeah, he's so cool to look at, but he sucks oh God, to yeah. fight. Yeah, and the farther you get into the game, the more you start seeing him, which just sucks even more every time you see him because you're already fighting like hundreds of enemies, and then all of a sudden, a Marauder shows up, and you're like, "Come on, man!" Like, right? <laughs> it's like just sprinkling a boss fight into every other fight. Yeah, and then get this. In the uh, Ancient Gods DLC, you get coupled with two of them at the same time. Nice, nice. And that happens more than once as well. (laughs) So that was fun. And then there was the big one, which I originally said was the Baron of Hell, but that's another big dude. He's kind of like that. He's kind of like that one we were talking about earlier, the the Doom Knight. Mm -hmm. It's another one that's kind of like that, but he's like way bigger. And he has a horn on his yeah. head and like two fire blades. But yeah, then there's yeah. the ones that I feel like they're called tyrants. I call them tyrants. I might be wrong. You're probably close. I closed titans. the page. Titans. No, okay. Nope. It's not the Titans. <laughs> the Titans are freaking the thing that you see in the very beginning of the game. That's like massive. That's like walking. That's a really oh, cool yeah, back yeah, yeah. shot. That's a Titan. But what the frick? <laughs> yeah, see, I'm, I'm looking through it because I was like, I swear these calls, these things start with a T and there's you know, nothing on here other than Titan that starts with a T. This is a perfect time to remind you guys that if you want to ever, you know, correct us on anything, feel free to leave a review. <laughs> You've got Five plenty stars. to correct me on. <laughs> <laughs> That'll definitely make sure we read your corrections on uh, on the podcast. So, yeah, the ones I'm thinking of it for anybody out there, because like I said, I'm going through the list and I'm not seeing the name of them on the list is uh. They're like massive. They look like they're probably three stories tall. They're not like they're not as big as the Titans, mm-hmm. but they kind of tower over everything. And they have this large gun that kind of lasers at you and shoots at you. And they take forever to freaking kill. Yeah, that that sounds intense. I and, definitely uh, haven't seen that. You start getting confronted with multiples of those as well. Jeez. And uh, the base that you're on, the boss that you got to fight at the end is a Doom Hunter. And he's one of the first ones that you get that's shielded. So, like, you don't really do any real damage until you take his shield down. If you shoot him with the plasma rifle, his uh, shield will go down for a brief time. And he's riding around and almost like a floating, like, almost like Professor X from X-Men. Oh, <laughs> He's, like, riding around on, like, a thing like that. And you can blow that up, which will knock him off. He'll be, like, hmm. critical damage, you know, to knock him off. And then you have to fight him. But here's what sucked about that fight. He's a boss fight, and immediately after him, you drop down a hole, and then you're fighting a bunch of demons, and you have to fight two of those. <laughs> so they really like doing stuff to where they just throw you in with like two of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, especially difficult things like that where you can't, you know, focus on one and just deal with it. You know, yeah, you gotta, and then, uh, mess with shields and you know floating and flying and everything else. Yeah, and the Hell Priest, like, you don't actually fight any of the Hell Priests. You always fight something else, and then it's a cutscene that kills off the Hell Priest. Yeah, which I think is good, because you don't want to... Some of them bosses, like a Hell Priest, you don't want to make them super powerful, and then, you know, it's over. Like, I like how the cutscene deaths go with some of those, you know? Right. 
because they, they always kind of get to this like, oh, I'm just going to defeat you. Ha ha ha. And then, you know, you get to the cutscene and they're like groveling or talking smack before you decapitate them. It feels good. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And then I, I always like that because the one is like really funny. Uh, after you fight that Doom Knight, it triggers the like guy and he's like, don't you want all the power? Like he's like trying to like say, don't you want powers? I mean, you shoot your guy just basically blast him in the face. <laughs> blows his hat off. That's the perfect that answer from Doom guy. Yeah, he's like so scared, just like trying to talk you into doing stuff. And then you're just like, nah, nope, you did. I do enjoy that they embraced that the character's name is Doom Slayer. Like, it's yeah. not like a code name or anything like that. That's just the name. I mean, it kind of is a code name, I guess, but it's not like, you know, uh, it's not a nickname or something. Wait, there's an enemy type in the game just that's just called fodder. Uh, probably. I played the game right. and its expansion. I don't remember that, but it's just called fodder. And knowing by the name, you probably wouldn't even notice them. You probably just blow them away, or that's they probably die what happened in a yeah. nearby blood punch. Um, they're the cue balls, silly yes. enemy. They entertain me so much. Yeah, those are fun because you shoot them and they just fly off and explode. And blow. yeah, yeah, it, mostly kill anything around them. Yeah, you can. There's a lot of stuff you can do to like use the environment. Like you can set off traps or, you know, use cue balls and stuff. You kind of got to line it up. There's a ton of stuff you could do to be better than me at the game. <laughs> yeah. Or me. I mean, like I said, I beat the game, but it's still really tough. Yeah. Like I, I said, you beat the difficulty. game. I, I'm, I'm over here, you know, fat uh, thumb and, you know, balance bars. Hopefully someone out there can remember what the web, what the uh, enemy is that I'm talking about. I don't remember what I called them, but I know they weren't Titans. I called them something else before that. A tyrant. tyrant, yeah. Which is driving me nuts that it's not on the list. Well, it's okay. In like five hours, you'll send me a message on Twitter with the name and the picture of it. Uh, by the way, it is Tyrant. Oh, I just okay. typed in Tyrant Doom Eternal, and for whatever reason, it wasn't on the other list. But I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and it is definitely the Tyrant. Oh, okay, okay. So if you Google it, you'll see a picture of it immediately. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, doo -doo. It's like freaking 13 feet tall. <laughs> it's like huge. Enemy rank is super heavy level four. Oh, yeah. Those are um, a classic enemy. I want to say in like... Oh, yeah. Based on the classic Cyber Demon. I think they fire oh, something similar to like the bfg at you yeah it's like that's why i said it like hones in on you mm -hmm. and uh you know how i was saying they take forever to kill gee i wonder why their hit points are ten thousand. yeah health points <laughs> very high ten thousand yeah ten thousand so they have first appear in necroval which is i thought they appeared before that but that's like way late game yeah, necroval necroval has 10 yeah, it's like 13, it's, I believe. you go through two parts of Necrovol, then you go through the Conmakers area, and then you're at the final boss. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm glad they don't show up earlier than that. Well, they actually they do if you do a secret in the Super Gornest, which I think I did because I was like, I could have sworn I encountered it before that. Okay, I did. I did not do any of the like secret fights or special fights. Like I saw them. You know, where you could like activate another arena kind of thing. I can't remember yeah. what color the orb is or whatnot. Well, there's there's two different ones. There's Gordness that are like secret encounters, and they're like Gordness 
kind of like in Doom 2016, but they're like purple. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have like a ball in front of them and you just kind of explode them and then it encounters a secret encounter. And then there's Slayer Gates, which you have to find a key for. I think I found one of each. And yeah, I and was those, like, you know what? I'm good. Those are basically a combat arena that's just way more intense and harder. <laughs> I did all of them because I wanted the weapon on back on the uh, the Fortress of Doom ship i wanted the weapon that came right. with it which is basically the it's the bfg if the bfg shot like machine gun bullets oh geez that'd be it's crazy. called the unmaker yeah it's freaking awesome like when i told you i went back into levels with infinite ammo i just turned on the unmaker and just blasted everything because it kind of fans out and just slaughters everything in its path that's awesome and i was like i was like as soon as i found out i could get that by doing all those i was like okay screw it i'm just doing all of them and i surprisingly went through them pretty easily I mean, like I said, I am playing on the easiest difficulty, but that's neither here nor there because I still yeah. died a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the easiest difficulty isn't all that easy, if you ask me. No, for me, the easiest difficulty felt like normal. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've we've gone about an hour now. Is there anything, uh, any final thoughts you had on Doom? Um, It's Game Pass pick of the week, for sure. Oh, like, absolutely. If, if you haven't played it, for sure, play it. And uh I'll touch on well touch on it. I am going back through the Doom 2016 because I never finished that back in the day. So I'm playing that now. Okay. But that's not on Game Pass, which is why we didn't do that one. That's why we did right. Doom Eternal. Yeah. Uh, Doom Eternal, it's it's worth your time. Unless you are absolutely against platforming or shooters, uh it's it's worth checking out. Uh yeah. it's on Game Pass. It it you know plays well on everything. You don't even have to download it. You can play it through the cloud system. It, it worked great through that. Uh but it, it's it's very cinematic, it's very epic. The soundtrack is awesome, it's intense, and uh you'll know. You'll know through the first level whether or not it's the game for you, but it's worth giving a shot. And I will, I do want to touch just a little bit more on the levels and like the background pieces, like the set pieces. Oh, yeah. Because those are really cool. Like even in the very beginning level, when you're kind of walking through that fortress, you just see all of those people that are just like inside those cages, just like all on top of each other. They're like lost souls. It has like really disturbing vibes, but it's like really cool at the same time. There's that uh, broken section of the city where you can see like the giant uh, sentinel like mech suit and a demon like locked in combat. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, there's just a lot of that. Like just all the set pieces are so good. Yeah. And then just like I said, when you first come out into the city and you're like right when it first opens up and you just see the giant Titan just walking. Mm hmm. Like that reminded me of like old school when Mass Effect 3 first came out back in the day and you first see that giant spaceship in the background. Yeah. Just kind of, yeah, that's kind of what, it, like, I like set pieces like that when the background feels just as active. There's really cool parts where you'll actually, oh, here's something we didn't touch on. Demons will fight each other too, not just you. A lot I of times you'll run into experience that myself. Oh, no, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they'll be fighting each other and then they'll turn their attention to you eventually. But, there is one portion of the game where there's section of the building that you can't get into, but you'll just see the demons in the background just fighting each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're slow going, you don't run through everything. You can actually, you know, get some good sniper shots off on some of those packs fighting each other, pick off yeah. more troublesome stuff. Yeah, whenever I went back into the older levels searching for stuff and like had the infinite ammo on, like in the very, very first to hell on earth level, you can see some of those Keiko demons. Like before you ever actually have to fight them, you could see them kind of floating. 
Mm-hmm. And I was able to kill like three of those with that Unmaker weapon from a distance, uh, just cool. shooting at him, watching him explode. And I was like, it's really cool that they have a thing in there where you can actually still kill them. Yeah, like, they're not, not just like, a uh, a background piece. They're yeah, actually like it, there. It makes it feel the environment feel more alive because the stuff is really there. And it makes it for a moment, feel a little more menacing, too. You're like, wow, hell really is on Earth at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Going on. Yeah, other than that, I would definitely, for me personally, I would give it a 10 out of 10. This is the first game in a long time that I've put like this much into. And I you usually know, don't do that with first-person shooters, but this one, for some I, reason, has me hooked. I got to agree. Um, I struggled with it, but I can't tell you a bad point. Like The controls were good. They're well thought out. They're well laid out. Uh, I've already raved about the soundtrack and the scenes right. and everything. Uh, the fact that enemy assets aren't just reused, they're upgraded with their difficulty. And the, the tutorial sections, they don't interrupt the game. They feel like they're a good flow to it. I have nothing really detractive. Yeah, it was difficult for me, uh, but that doesn't make it a bad game. So I've, I've got to say, I agree. I, I got to say 10 out of 10. Yeah, and even for people who like when it first came out, we're like praising the game. They all like, I knew ahead of time that was going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. So like they tell you, they're like, yeah, this game is extremely hard, but there's just something about it that just keeps you coming back. Oh, for like, sure. You may rage quit for a brief time, but then there's something later on that lingers. And you're like, I really want to go back in and try again. And eventually you will get it if you try. Oh yeah. Just persistent. Yeah. Persistence is the key with certain spots. And if you know, something's really giving you trouble, it's really frustrating. Take a break for a little bit. You can always come back. The games will be yeah. there. And I will say that the hardest part of the game for me wasn't even the combat. It was the same thing you were talking about, the platforming. Mm-hmm. And there was one part that I couldn't figure out for the life of me. And it's uh, the level you're currently on. <laughs> okay, great. So just ahead, ahead <laughs> of warning, eventually you get introduced to a new platforming sequence where you have to dash and it's almost like one of the climbable walls, but it's shaped like a coffin, but it'll drop after like a couple seconds. So you have to be really fast. Yeah, I did go through... Um, they were uh, platforms that would drop down into lava. And yeah, and there's like another one that's a like, big pillar. Yeah, these coffins will raise up and then they'll drop down, but they'll come back up. Like if you die, then you just gotta wait for it to spawn back in. But yeah, you okay. have you have sequences where you have to jump from one to the other to a climbable wall. Mm-hmm. Like it gets it gets pretty in depth. But for some reason, I did one of those where I jumped all three, got over to the other side, fought a bunch of demons, and the wall where I was fighting demons was electrified, so anytime I touched it, it was like hurting me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which kind of sucked. And I went around the other side, and I could not figure out where I was supposed to go from there. The twist was that when you go all the way around that wall, there's a climbable wall right to your right. You jump up on top of that and shoot a target, which is how you get over to where you're supposed yep. to go. Yep. The target opens a platform, and then you can jump from that section to the the next section but it took me a while like i was stuck on that for a good bit <laughs> before yeah. i realized i was like wait a minute is that a target down there and i pulled out the sniper shot it and saw the platform and i was like this entire time i was dying because i was getting mad falling off of stuff and that's all i had to do <laughs> yeah there are plenty of the sections where you're like oh man i i was having trouble fighting this guy or oh i didn't platform very well and then there are a ton of sections where you're like really if i had just opened my eyes i'd have seen there's a target there you know but, and a lot of time it's hard to see that when you're yeah. like fighting stuff and there's other stuff going on. It really does a well, a good job of yeah, distracting you from things. That's how you miss a lot of the secrets, like extra lives and stuff like that too. 
or it'll show you the secrets and stuff, but it's like, yeah, you backtrack to get to that and you can't get to it right now. So sometimes when you see stuff, just, you know, clear the area and then look around, come back. Yeah. And check then, every wall. Cause a lot of stuff is hidden behind destructible walls. Yeah. At least the destructible walls are pretty obvious. Most of them. Yes. Now, when I got to the ancient gods DLC, even with a walkthrough on, there was one destructible wall for one secret that I couldn't for the life of me find. And then I finally got it. <laughs> It I was like looking like with a at lot the walkthrough and still couldn't find it. And I was like, what is going on? Then I went back to like an earlier area and I was like, oh, I was literally looking in the wrong spot. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like with a lot of games, once you get to the DLC, that all the rules are just unwritten. You know, like yeah, oh, everything. You know, it's like, just I was expecting, crazy. I was expecting Ancient Gods to just kind of be like the campaign, but like the first couple of levels are like easy or whatever. No, it's immediately extremely hard right from the get go. And Ancient Gods Part One was only three levels anyway. Oh, and the third level was the boss. Okay. okay. So it was like, now going into it, I didn't know how long it was. So I was just expecting the first level to be like a cakewalk. And all of a sudden, the first level, I'm fighting the two marauders and like a whole bunch of... <laughs> yeah, like, they just threw it happening? right at you. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, if you haven't played it, definitely play it for sure. Hmm. And uh, I guess that's all we got, Asher. Yeah, I think that uh, that covers it. We went for uh, a pretty good bit of time there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and remember, guys, you know, you want to hear us get into something, you've got a Game Pass, you know, uh, game that you're curious about or one that you've really enjoyed, but you think that we should give it a shot, um, you know, hit us up on uh, um, Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Asher underscore Dusk. Um, and Tony, your Twitter is? Uh, I just have, I don't have the Tony Z one anymore because I lost access to that when I got a new phone. So just oh, do, that's right. yeah, just do the infinite journeys on Twitter. It's INF underscore journeys. You'll find there us. You, there you go. And then, yeah, yeah. It, you know, you can always leave us reviews on, uh, you know, Apple or Spotify. You know, you know, I'm glad you just said that because we have a new review. Let me pull it up. Oh, real quick. yes. We have a new review from Javier from Nerd Talk Plus. He said he he's listened to the episode where we, uh, called him out for the for the, <laughs> for the review being for the old show oh so he was nice. like i finally left you a new one awesome so i need to find it it's on apple Podcasts here you know i should just went into the discord because i'm pretty sure he had it pulled up on there but if i can't find it that's what i'll do here we go reborn anew the podcast in its form as infinite journeys is amazing the mix of gaming news and strange life news is great and both asher and tony z always bring the hype so if you're looking for a new podcast to check out, look no more. Hey, there you go. Thank yep, you, Javier. We Javier. appreciate that. So I really appreciate that. That's only our second review we've gotten. So we all <laughs> we haven't gotten a lot of reviews yet, but we're still kind of finding our bearings, really. Yeah, for sure. Think about it. I don't know. What episode is this, anyway? 18, I believe. Holy crap. We're on 18 episodes already? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like we just started this thing. But anyway, (laughs) until next time, everybody, when you're gaming, your journeys are infinite, and we will see you next week.